Sarah podcast. This is episode one. I'm Sarah Haston, and I'm with my bud here, Justin Wayman. Say hi, Justin. Hi, Justin. <laughs> oh, so this is our first time doing this together, <laughs> and we're not yeah. sure exactly how it's going to go, but um, so far, I think it's gonna, it's funny. <laughs> Definitely funny. It's hilarious. It's like we're standing up telling I jokes. Know. I'm going to have to tame down my laughing. I laugh so much. Laughter is good. Yeah. Was well, it live, love, laugh? Li- totally. <laughs> uh, just say it, right? Just say just it. Say, it. say whatever you want. <laughs> say whatever you're thinking. Well, we wanted to talk today about digital marketing and what that really means in today's global pandemic, right? Right. Yeah, How many it's, times a day you think you hear global pandemic? Uh, I don't look. I don't really hear it much. I don't necessarily watch the news, but I do read it a lot. So I hear that in unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. An unprecedented amount of times I hear global pandemic. So, so this is not the scientist in me. What's the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I remember everybody was at the beginning of it. Everybody was calling it epidemic, and and, and scientists were like, "Whoa, that's wrong." So I don't, even, I don't even know what the definitions are. I'd have to, I'd have to Google that. I assumed pandemic because it was the whole globe. Oh, is that what it is? An epidemic is more locally like from an epicenter. I don't know. I, I really don't know. So make sure you edit all that part out. <laughs> it's gonna stay in. <laughs> stay right in there. So today we're going to talk about websites, right? Like why you need a website. And if you don't have one already in this day and age during a pandemic, it's super important. What are your thoughts? Exactly. On that? Exactly. I, I think you're right. I think that as a business today, you have to take a step back and think, how are we going to keep ourselves relevant and keep business coming in during this time? And you need to have a digital platform, a digital model, and you can look at your current business and say, okay, I need to, I need to keep this up, but I need to do it on a digital platform. And what does that look like? So not just a website, but also the social media presence and kicking that up a notch. But Mm -hmm. if we look at websites, I mean, obviously, I think that's your jam and you know what you need to have and what you don't and you know how to put it together. Right. Yeah. So uh, I've I've had several uh, businesses approach me over the past several weeks uh, that, you know, they're, they're just a storefront and they depend on word of mouth and, and people walking by and seeing their sign for, you know, the business to come in and on social media. Uh, So I've had, I've had a, quite several uh, businesses approach me uh, saying, you know, okay, I'm ready to sell online. I'm ready to start shipping products out, so on and so on. So I've been recommended some uh, platforms that they can use that's that's easy to, to hand over, uh, that they can update themselves. And some, some of the clients aren't very technical savvy. Uh, so in that case, uh, Squarespace, Shopify, they're all pretty easily learnable um have you ever used squarespace or godaddy or any kind of other web builder sir not really i mean i've 
I've been on the creative side where we've looked at how we want the website to actually look, but I'm not the expert on the function side. I think yeah. that's where you and I really have worked well together in the past. Mm -hmm. But the question that comes up most of the time at the beginning is, hey, I know a guy who can do this on the side. Now, this isn't what he does as his day job, but he's telling me he can build me a site fairly cheap. And, you know, I understand why people want to save money and are thinking about doing stuff like that right now. But at the same time, I think you really need to be using a professional. And I think that there's a difference in the quality. And I think that matters at the end of the day when you're trying to make a sale. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, somebody who just does it full time, they're going to be more available uh, for help on down the line. Because believe me, you're going to have technical difficulties with any site, any platform, anything. Uh, so... If you have Jim Bob that's that made you a website, but he's unavailable between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m., well, you got to work around his, his uh, schedule at that point. But, um, yeah, it's definitely important to go with a professional. And I mean, right. And I think that the functionality of it is just as important as the visual of it. You know, obviously, as a consumer, you get online and you're drawn to certain things very, very quickly with your eye. You know, you know. The colors, the images, those high quality images, I think are important. And then the intuitive nature of the site and the functionality of how easily I can switch through if I'm a boutique, if I can switch through the sizes, the colors, put it in my cart and check out. Um, you know, I, I like it when it's a little more tech savvy and um, I can change the color of the shirt just in, in that page. I don't have to scroll to something else to see that exact same shirt in a different color. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's important. Right. But I think, you know, if I was a business owner today and I wanted to launch a website, is that something that would be rather complicated for me to do? Or is there, are there tricks of the trade that you could do? to kind of move it along kind of fast for me. Well, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, if, if, if somebody approaches me and needs a website, you know, I'll give them a rundown how it, how it will work. You know, we'll kind of go hand in hand. You know, you have to purchase a domain name, uh, a URL uh, with hosting. Um, typically, if you say, for instance, use Squarespace, uh, you sign up with an account and they walk you through it pretty easily and and what i like to do is keep all of my finances out of your account so i'll send you a link to upload your credit card information into the account that way i'm not i'm in the future i'm not tied to your property whatsoever you don't need me to you know hand you over account change credit card informations on the back end I do all that at, at the front end and, and help along the process. But, and that's where a lot of uh, web agencies um, and big shot, you know, design firms, that's where they get these big corporations and companies um, for a lot of their money. They'll say that they're going to host it themselves and keep all that property for themselves. So if that large, if that company or business or even small businesses want to, 
wants to go in a different direction, they're going to have to put, you know, they're going to have to contact this ad agency or, or, or firm to get that information. And it just becomes a huge hassle. So I like just giving the clients everything that they own right then and there to begin with and that they're comfortable with it. Um, and it saves a lot of headaches in the future too. So, but no, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, especially to someone no, who isn't tech savvy and isn't sure I'd, that probably provides them the security they need. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, you know, if you're a small business, you probably know how to, how to set up a website. I mean, especially through Squarespace or GoDaddy or Wix, you can probably set up a pretty functional website yourself. It's just, do you want to spend the time on that? Like you have the time to set aside, you know, upwards 20, 30, 40 hours of inputting all this information and uploading your logo. I mean, WordPress is one of the hardest things to navigate when you, when you use different themes, you know, everything's different. So you're like, okay, I just want to upload my logo. How does it, and even me myself, I've, I've gotten frustrated sometimes. Like I just want to upload this picture and it's not populating anywhere. It just gets frustrating. So as a small business owner, you have to take that into consideration of how you use your time. Am I going to manage my employees? Am I going to sweep the floor or am I going to go work on my website? You know, right. So, and that's where that comes into play of hiring a professional. You just let them take care of it and they'll come back with a pretty aesthetic copywritten website for marketing. And you don't, you know, you just have to pay for it. Right. And I think, I think that keyword there aesthetics. I mean, I think that's important, especially if you've, if you've built this business and you have this professional look and you branding plays a role in that and it's important to you. And then all of a sudden you've got a website that's just not really fluid with your brand that, that disconnect is a struggle when you're trying in a time like this to be able to have access online and kind of move your store. You, you want it to be a continuation of the experience in store to online yeah absolutely and you know you know that's for for brick and mortar so anytime i do uh help a client um you know put together anything even even something basic like a logo or stationary or just branding standards i always like to go visit if it's brick and mortar i like to go visit their shop or store and look at the walls if their walls brick that means they're okay with brick they like brick you know i look at the decor that's not for sale I look at that kind of stuff and then I take into the account their personality and I kind of combine all those factors to give them options uh, that they can choose from as far as themes or templates or aesthetics or graphics. Um, if, if it's not a brick and mortar, then, you know, I try to get to know the person as much as possible, uh, given my introvert uh, personality as much as possible. Um, and I like to take their I like to take their personality and flush it out you know, and, and, and the design that I create for them. Um, right. Because it's, it's, it's an extension of them. Uh, that's Absolutely. for a small business, obviously. Uh, once you start getting into uh, major corporations, uh, that's when you go more of a way of mission and values um, because they're less of a face as a small business is. So, um, you know, there, there's different monsters for each for each level. Yeah, I agree. And I think that when someone asks, can we just use, you know, 
the guy down the street who's just a friend or a family friend. I think you have to just say it. You just have to say no, man. <laughs> yeah. I, say no. I mean, everybody has a website nowadays. If you don't, you're working on it. So it's really easy to compare to others and, and you just want to look like you have a professional business. Right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and how, and in a sense, how how does it look when uh, you Google a company and uh, they don't have a website? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's just it's just a given to me. Um, you know, well, if, I blame if I, Facebook for that. You know, that's totally Facebook's fault. Oh, for for appearing up in the uh, in the in the searches first is that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think that yeah. Facebook, you know, when they launched a mobile platform really was the game changer. I think that, you know, you could provide all the information that you people used to go to a website for to find is now on your Facebook page. And that Facebook page is going to populate faster than anything else. Right. Um, people just started saying, you know, well, I don't need it. I got Facebook. And if you can inter integrate a purchasing platform through social media people are thinking well maybe i don't need that website right yeah i think i think you need a more in my opinion you need a more holistic approach and you need to be on all the platforms i think that you need to be promoting your website on social media and you need to be able to access your website through social media but i think that the product moving in and out needs to be on a full site when I've, I've noticed when people tend to sell the product directly from social media, you're missing so much of the experience and people are going to get frustrated. And then when I want to go back and look at something, I don't have that option. I'm not going to scroll through a Facebook mm -hmm. feed to find an item that I wanted to purchase. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that as an example for my, my wife, um, she started a little Facebook page um, called Soda Poppers back several years ago. And it was when she was uh, really enjoying making hair bows for girls and um, little arts and craft things. And I told her even back then, I said, you know, at least get on Etsy or, you know, let's get you a website set up. But we came to the conclusion that she wasn't really serious about it. She was just mainly doing it for fun. She didn't want to take it to that next level. And till today, until today, till till this day, she still hasn't, you know, taken it to the next level for a website. But whenever she sold something off of her Facebook page, it's 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 awkward saying, "Hey, comment below if you want to buy this and what size and what color and what design and." Um, and, and who, I mean, sometimes Facebook, when you, pay, when you manage a page, you don't get notifications all the time. At least I don't. And I know several other people who don't, they miss notifications. And yeah, there exactly. you have a, a perfectly willing paying customer sitting there in limbo for a matter of days. And by then they probably already bought it off the website. Somewhere. Right. And I think so, it, it was okay in the past when it was one offs here and there, but now I think you have to take into consideration how much the world has changed in just a matter of six weeks. So if you're thinking long-term for your business and you, and you want to turn a profit and you want to maintain a level of consistency, you're going to have to start moving your buy and sell to an online platform. No doubt. 
Mm, I just said it. That's right, right there. Let's just say it. <laughs> you just say it. <laughs> you have to. You absolutely have to. And you need to use a professional because you need high quality images. And then you need a marketing plan for that. I talked to a store last week and they were telling me how they were surprised at how many customers they got purchasing items from a registry list. And I was thinking to myself, man, I've been in that store countless times and I didn't even know they did a registry list. So, I mean, I was thinking they needed a marketing plan specifically around that. They needed an idea. They needed some yeah. creative behind it. And then I think a lot of times people have an idea, but they're not thinking about the creative behind it. And then they're not thinking how to execute it. So everyone immediately thinks, well, let me go post this on social media. But I think there's a little more to that. I think that there's one, they need to relate to these customers that are looking to buy. And then they need to relate to the ones that maybe aren't looking necessarily to buy, but they could get their interest peaked. And then they need to create that relationship and talk to them in a, in a language that they understand. I think so much social media is about having a conversation and we forget that and conversations need to be two-sided we both need to be engaged at this cocktail party or one of us is going to just move on to somebody else and i think that's so important that we have to remember this is a two-way conversation mm -hmm. yeah i couldn't have said it any better myself so <laughs> so when you're coming up with your marketing plan and you're taking your ideas um, whether it's something you like a new promotion or a new sale item or new inventory, for example, you want to think about how you're going to launch that product in a digital space. Um, you want to provide pricing, you want to provide clear images, and you want to make it easy for people to get. But also you want it, in, you want it intriguing. You want it to excite people, whether you're using um influencers in the local community or you could be putting it maybe instead of just showing a picture on the hanger maybe you put it on a model and you show how relatable it is maybe it's relatable at mother's day time or easter time you know whatever just make it something that people can really relate to as opposed to just oh here's a new top mm -hmm. exactly I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. I, like that. I, can edit I think this that there's so much more to social media than we use it for. But right now, it's it's an opportunity because everybody's on their phone all the time looking for more information, looking for new information. People are sitting at home. People are shopping online. And so how do you get them to think about your business to shop online? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even I think even moving forward, you know, this pandemic has has I think more deeply affected the the average customer and moving forward than we than we'll ever expect. I think I think the level of education of shopping online, I know at least even for uh, people close to me that weren't originally that tech savvy, have figured it out. I mean, they have nothing but time if they're not working. So, you know, I think people have moved closer and closer to the online experience than they were, you know, just, gosh, 
seven, eight weeks ago. So um, this is the time. This is the time to act and and get yourself on social media. If you're not, get yourself a website. Um, and if you already have those things, you need to revisit it, rewrite your your marketing messaging. You need to you know revamp your logo, your branding. This is the time to do it. Absolutely, I agree. What do you what do you think about um, when they do deal of the day? You like deal of the day? I do like deal of the day, but I think it can be abused. Um, I, and I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll explain what I'm talking about. Best Buy. Are you signed up for Best Buy deal of the day emails? No, but I've heard of Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've been to one they, before. When they first launched their deal of the day emailing, like their email list, uh, it was super awesome because they offered like really good deals and it was deeply discounted item once a day, obviously deal of the day, and they knew it and they exploited the heck out of it. And now if you click on one of their deal of the day emails, it's a deal of the day, but then bonus deals of the day. And it's really not that effective anymore. Once you... Once you start, I don't know, trying to capitalize on it um, and making it less exclusive. I mean, these bonus deals—they'll have like ten of them. You know? Oh, absolutely. So it it saturates it, it waters it down to where, oh, okay, this is just another sales ad. You know, um, so it's no longer say, like. So a, you say do deal of the day, do one, literally one deal. Oh, I would. Yeah, I, I would do literally one deal uh, on a product or on a service, you know, or deal of the day like a flash, like a flash sale of one thing, like fifty percent off this category. Or it can't be wide variety, or else it's just going to look like another circular out of the newspaper. Uh, and you are you've seen how that's gone, obviously. Oh yeah, totally so, different. I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, you used to wait for the sun for the Thursday paper, uh, you know, before Black Friday. I mean, that's gone now because everything's accessible. Where, Sarah? Where is it accessible at? Online. So, um, you don't even have you know, to put it in red. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have to be in red exclamation point starburst anymore. People know <laughs> if it's a good deal or not. People have become more educated over time on you know product pricing um you don't just get it when you go into a store and you're only and you're only aware of what that store pricing is you can get it all in the at your fingertips in a matter of seconds so uh, i mean you go i use slip deals a lot it's an app that uh you just search for something you need a new phone charger type in phone charger it'll give you every single deep deeply discounted phone charger deal out there on the internet that's reputable anyways. So, um, I mean, there's, there's tons of things. Now, how you get listed on slick deals is a whole nother story. It's a whole nother, uh, monster, but that'd be another episode. Yes. But, what about, okay. Then I have a question. Mm -hmm. What do you think about online codes for sales? Um, well, it depends, it depends on what you're, what you're offering and how, big your business is. Obviously, you don't want to give out a 50% off coupon code if you are Amazon. You know, uh, if you're a small business, you know, doing like 
setting up a code that's limited to the first 25 usages, um, something like that. Uh, that way it brings some exclusivity to the sale. Uh, otherwise, if you get that coupon code up on the internet, it's going to go on retailmenot.com um, and it's just going to be abused by everybody. And then again, what is it? It, get, it gets watered down and doesn't seem like you're getting that good of a deal. So um, coupon codes are good if they're used correctly. Yeah, I'm just wondering, I, I've always kind of talked about in, in my talks about social media marketing to build these relationships with your audience, the ones that already, you know, they're already interested. They follow you, they talk to you, they engage with you. Offering coupon codes to those who are following you and maybe throwing something out there on a Friday or just to, to increase sales. I mean, we've pushed social media for so long, but have we really pushed the sale aspect of social media like the conversion from taking an internet lead and really pulling a cash sale from it right like i feel like that's the big piece of right of the right now you know everybody's tried for years to be creative and build a social media audience but for what you know it's like Now's the, now you're here and, and we have the audience and we need you to buy. You're right. Yeah. What is it all for? What are you going to yeah. do when you, when you get a thousand likes or a thousand followers? Um, that's right. when it can get dangerous and you can start losing a lot of people if you do the wrong things. And yeah. the right thing varies for different companies. So Right. And that's where you have to really make sure you're always authentic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, straight to who who you are as a business owner and what you represent. Mm -hmm. And I think that you've got to, you know, if you if you've built these relationships, you've created this audience, you're using coupon codes, you're doing deals of the day. How do you keep that momentum to where I'm I'm wanting to continue to follow you as a brand, and I'm I am a loyal follower and I am making purchases. How, how do you stay creative enough to keep me intrigued? Yeah. And, and I think the, the most important thing, and you've hit on it, is engagement. Like, if somebody comments, I mean, how disappointing is it? Like, just for instance, last night I was on Facebook and one of my, my favorite musician did like a little live set. And I know that, I know that this guy's busy. And I know that he has a life and he's doing this pretty much out of the kindness of his heart. He was explaining how to play one of his songs, you know, so it was really cool. But it's really disappointing when you get on there and there's comments that are asking direct questions to him. You know, oh, well, what about this part? Blah, blah. And it's gone like two days, you know, two days or something without being answered. And, and you know, I understand that they're busy. They're celebrities. But. You know, if he were to answer that, how cool would that be? You know, it just brings like a level of, um, you know, this engagement satisfaction. You know, if, if for instance, uh, another example, my daughter uh, over Christmas time received a Kohl's gift card for Christmas. 
mind you, she's, she's six years old. Um, she doesn't really even know what Kohl's has to offer. But she's been in Kohl's several times, and she knows that they have a little small toy section. She was ecstatic, and uh, my wife just so happened to be taking a video of it. And so we uploaded it to social media and tagged Kohl's in it because it was like the cutest reaction ever. Kohl's responded to it and actually retweeted it. And guess what? We're like hardcore lovers of Kohl's now. You know, if something's available at Kohl's over another place, we'll probably go to Kohl's just because that one moment that they interacted with us and engaged with us has, has made us a life, a lifetime customer. Yeah, that that's and awesome. That's a beautiful what, story. What did they? What did it cost them to do that? Right. So, kudos. Um, you know, I they, mean, I give them major props for that. They could have spent thousands and thousands of dollars to, or maybe not that much, hundreds of dollars to get us as a as a lifetime customer. Maybe thousands, but they did it by simply paying an employee what five minutes to retweet it at that. So engagement is the most inexpensive, effective way to keep a customer on social media and, 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 and when they purchase something from you on their website. Try to make it personal. When you send a receipt, say, hey, this is, you know, contact Jim, a customer service. He's waiting if you have any questions. It's, it's bringing a face and a voice and a personality outside of your business, into, into people's homes, on their phones, in their inboxes, that will make all the difference in the world. I agree. And there there are some brands that just nail it, you know? Um, yeah. Southwest, they're, they're one that has really done it for me. I mean, they, uh, anytime I've ever tagged them in something, they've responded, and then they'll mail me things in the mail, and I just think that's amazing. I remember... One time, I, they mailed me a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always like, uh, they always send me these nice little coupons. You know what these little coupons entail? What? Anyways, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I, get, I bet I could guess. Yeah. A little drinky drink. A little drinky drink. I get speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten drink coupons before. But it's yeah. like it's small things like that. What, like, what does that cost them? You know, what does it cost them to to make a a, a drink on the plane or for this little you know ringy dink Bluetooth speaker? They're, you're about to pay five hundred dollars for a round trip airline ticket across the country. You know, that's pennies on the dollar. So, right. I think that's great. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that's good for episode one. I think it's good, too. I had a good time. Did you have a good time? I did. I always like talking to you, so I guess it makes sense that we just start recording our conversations. Yeah. Well. Even though sometimes they don't make much sense, but this one kind of did. <laughs> well, you should uh, take us out with a wrap-up. All right. Well, this is Just Say It, Marketing More with Sarah and Justin out of Middle Tennessee during the COVID-19 pandemic. Signing out. This is Justin. See you later. This is Sarah. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>